Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be the freedom of having options. Well, I've got two emails that I'm going to go through with you today. The first email is from a guy who's from Bosnia over in Europe. He's been married for 15 years. He's got two kids, and he hasn't had sex with his wife in over 17 months now. She's basically throwing her hands up, doesn't really want to make the effort to make things work. She's putting on weight. He's taking care of himself and he started following my work and he's, women are starting to notice him and he's not really taking or going anywhere with these new women he's meeting because his marriage situation is still unresolved. He says now at this point he really doesn't feel like getting back together with his wife but he kind of feels like he's stuck in limbo and he doesn't know which way to go. The second email is from a guy who started following my work and like a lot of people, he first found me, thought, oh, there's just another fucking bullshit life coach on the internet. Started following me, just started applying things. He's got some success that he's had recently going out using some of the things that I teach in my video that I did years ago called body language that attracts women. It's a great, just short, simple success story. And what I want to focus today on today's video is the fact that we all have options, not only in our personal lives, but when it comes to career, when it comes to business, when it comes to taking care of ourselves, having the kind of life, the kind of lifestyle that we want. Because let's face it, we're all surrounded by a sea of zombies, if you will. People that are living mediocre lives or not working the kind of jobs they want, they don't have the kind of businesses they want, they don't have the kind of friends in their lives they want. Because most people tend to be in a fearful state. They're in a scarcity mindset. It's like they don't think they – in other words, they look at their options and feel like they either have no options or they've got few good options. And what's interesting, when you look at it from that perspective, it's so easy to understand why most people settle because they simply feel like they have no choice. And you're going to see this guy in the first email. He's really wrestling with that. He's wrestling with moving on but he's also kind of stuck in limbo and it's like the more you apply the things that I teach, the more you recognize that you have options. And that's one of the things that I've always done in my own life. It started out with my success in my business and career and it wasn't until my late 20s, early 30s that I was really able to turn things around in my personal life and feel like I had choices and I had options. Because when I was in my 20s, I was still searching for that one perfect girl that's going to change it all. And then I gave up and I got married and I stopped believing. And a bit deep down, something inside me just said, this is not right, Corey. We've got to move in a direction towards what we want. And I made a commitment to myself to figure it out, to figure out, fill in my knowledge gap and figure out what I had been doing wrong that was pushing the women that I really wanted away from me. And what's interesting is when you get to that point, when you really get, and I had this discussion with uh, one of my girlfriends that I had in the past few years and two very, very beautiful women. And it's like when we would walk together, it's like literally like thousands of dicks getting thrown in her direction. I mean, it's just the attention from men could be so overwhelming. And she talked about like there was an article that we were looking at together. It was like called the paradox of choice or something along those lines. That like when you have too many choices, it's hard to make a choice. But it's like for me, when I look at things, whether it's a career or a business, it's like when I get to a place in my life, maybe it's a friendship, maybe it's clients, maybe it's the type of business, one of my businesses that I've had, 
or people that are in my life or somebody that I date and it's just it feels like the internal enthusiasm is gone. I don't feel like I'm growing. The average person when they get to that place or they get to a dead end job, they think, oh, well, you know, I got to pay the bills, got to pay my mortgage and that's what they tell themselves and they don't look outside of their current job or career to find anything better because they tell themselves that they don't deserve to have better and they can't have and it's just safe to stay where they're at now. It's safe to stay with somebody who's average and mediocre because, I mean, God forbid you leave that person, what happens if you never find anybody better? But as I've seen in my own life, whether it was career or business or friendships or relationships that I've had, knowing that you can not only get over a breakup but that you can learn from that relationship and take a positive takeaway from that relationship to help make yourself better so that the next person that comes along is even better quality. It gets you to a place where you live your life according to what makes you happy. And if you don't feel – I mean because sometimes you're, you're going to experience this. If you apply the things I teach long enough, you're going to – you might date somebody for two or three years and things are great for the first couple of years. But you get to a certain point and you just realize she's really great or if you're a woman, he's really great. But I mean in every relationship, you get to a place where you realize you're not going to change the other person. This is the way they are. And you either accept them the way they are and love them as they are and stick with them or you say, you know what? This has really been great but it's time for us to go our separate ways. I mean sometimes that just happens. Sometimes relationships end just because they've kind of run their course. And I think everybody who's watching this has had that experience with friends. You may have had friends that you hung out with a lot when you were younger. And as you get older, your goals and your values tend to evolve and you realize you're no longer going in the same direction. Those people just kind of fade away but there's always new people coming into your life. And the more comfortable you are with change and adapting to things that happen in your life that are unexpected or things that happen suddenly, the happier you're going to be because you don't feel trapped. And most people that you're going to encounter in life, they feel trapped. And when people you're surrounded by people who feel trapped, they basically try to keep everybody else around them trapped because that reinforces their bad decisions and it makes them feel good about themselves because when you start to succeed in any area of your life, those people that are kind of still at that same level of consciousness that you once were, they fear, they fear they're going to lose you and so they try to hold on to you and a lot of people have a lot of negative things to say to you to try to keep you down at their level because if they're successful at keeping you there, then they don't have to make any changes in their own lives. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that the group of people that I'm really close to, my best friendships that I have, my best friends are people where there's a lot of mutual respect and admiration. There's great communication between us and we all accept each other as we are without trying to change each other. Now, we may encourage each other to do things differently but not in a way that's belligerent or belittling or not accepting. It's like, hey, you may want to consider this or hey, you know what? You might want to think about that. But at the end of the day, we still love each other and we still care about each other and we support each other and we rejoice in each other's successes. And the more you can apply the things that I teach in my book and in my videos, the more you're going to have choices and the more you're going to have options. It's incredibly freeing to, to know that 
to really know on a level experientially that you can have, be, do anything that you want. So I have a quote that I wrote on this topic and we're going to go through that first guy's email. So the quote says, most people who you encounter in life are making romantic, career, business, life, personal, friendship, health, and lifestyle choices from a position of scarcity, fear, lack, and poverty. People who believe and act this way are detrimental and dangerous to your success and happiness because their desire to avoid fear, pain, and uncertainty is so overwhelming that they need validation for their scarcity mindset and poor choices by trying to sabotage you so they don't feel bad about themselves and to justify their continued mediocre lives. This is the exact opposite of your true divine nature of abundance, unlimited choices, and options. When you've awakened to the fact that you are an unlimited being with unlimited potential and options, you realize that you can be do and have anything your mind can conceive of. Patience, persistence, perseverance, non-attachment and energy can eventually overcome any obstacle, limited worldview and thinking with enough time. I mean all you have to do is look at nature. I mean nature is just so infinite. I was watching a video the other day and there was this bug. It's I think somewhere in the islands near where Australia is. And this island had been pretty, pretty isolated. And I guess about 100, 150 years ago, a ship basically ran aground there or whatever. And the rats that were on living on this ship, a lot of them obviously you know, climbed down the ropes and got onto shore. And there was this bug. It's like this big, long. It looks like a big black stick. It's just the weirdest insect I've, I've ever seen. And so it's like the only place on Earth where these insects live. And what was interesting is all the you know the rats started breeding and they started eating all these insects. And so they had thought that the insects were gone forever. And then somebody, I guess in the last five, ten years, was climbing up this mountain and found like a whole mess of these things. And so now they've got a bunch of males and females at a laboratory that they're breeding so they can kind of repopulate the island with these things. And it's like when you think about it, when you look at our bodies, I mean, there's a universe inside each of us. I mean like right now if you look at in your what's in your eyeball at a microscopic level there are literally thousands and thousands of all kinds of micro freaky looking organisms just swimming around in your eyeball living their lives out and you have no idea that they're in you you look at your blood saying there's all there's just billions and billions of different organisms and bacteria and stuff that live within you in a symbiotic way and you don't even know that they're there and it's like you just look in nature there's just we're constantly discovering things in this planet. It's like everywhere you look, you dig a hole in the ground. And there's all kinds of bugs and ants and worms and all kinds of other shit there. And so, like when you look at nature itself, there's just an unlimited amount of diversity there. And so, when you look at the fact that there's so much diversity in nature, it makes sense that we're capable of creating all kinds of diverse, awesome, interesting, unique lifestyles for us. For each of us individually. So with that said, I'm going to go – let's go through this first guy's email. See what we can do to get him unstuck. He says, Hi, Coach. I'm sending this email from Bosnia, Europe. And like you said, I would not have contacted you if I could deal with this myself. This is my situation. I'm 30, 39 years old and married with two kids, 10 and 12. 
and I'm having problem problems with my spouse. We've been married for 15 years and did not have issues until two years ago. I have been in the Middle East supporting U.S. forces working as a safety coordinator for three years. That was the agreement we made before I left Bosnia to come back after three years. I bought a house, a big flat in downtown Sarajevo and moved there. I left all my friends and I saved 50000 for the transition period. I talk to a lot of people that do contracting in these areas. I mean the pay is really significant. We're talking like multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars versus those type of jobs that might only pay forty to fifty thousand dollars back in the states or the home country because it's just so fucking dangerous over there. So I, you definitely got some fucking big balls working over there, dude, and I salute you for that. We've been told that they will have issues adapting to our family life when we come back and to take it easy. I've been earning big money since we were married, but when I came back, it was a struggle to find a good-paying job or to start something since I was not informed and around to collect ideas. However, I did find one after six months when suddenly she started talking about how she wants to go to Afghanistan. I was shocked. I told her it was not the place for females and if I need to go again, I will. She told me with an angry attitude that I should stay with the boys to understand how it is to deal with the kids. So, I mean, obviously it's understandable if you're away in another country for literally years at a time and you only come to visit every now and then, she's going to feel like she's on her own and has to do everything to take care of the kids. And so it's understandable. So it's really important being in that situation that you let your wife know how much you appreciate the fact that she in essence was a sole caregiver and parent for your children while you were away doing your thing. He says the tone of her voice sounded like she was bitter and tired of caring for the kids. Remember when women say things like that, it's important. I did a video several years ago called How to Communicate with Women Effectively. So when she says something, I was like, well, tell me what you mean. How were you feeling? How did it make you feel when I was away? What were you going through? Like, tell me about that. And you get her to talk and open up because women need to feel like they're heard and understood. And if a woman feels heard and understood, the legs open. And if they don't, they close. Now, typically when the average guy hears something like that, he starts arguing. He starts saying, you know, I was over there in a dangerous area. I'm making all this money, so we can. I bought us this nice place. And he starts thinking of all the things he's providing for her, and like trying to win the argument. And all that makes her feel like is he doesn't understand me. He doesn't get what I went through. He doesn't understand how I feel. And so the important thing is when a woman shares something like this is not to start arguing and giving her the laundry list of all the things you've done and provided for. Because that's not why she's bringing it up. She wants you to understand what she was thinking, what she was feeling, what she was going through when you were away. And I talk about this in the book but also you should definitely review the video, How to Communicate with Women Effectively. I said if that is the case, sure, go but don't blame me for issues that you face over there. I found a better job but it had long hours and she started crying because the boys were home without parents all day and asked me to leave the job. Well, as a man, you got to have a mission and a purpose in life that you're proud of. And the key is like when a woman wants, says she wants you to do something like, oh, I want you to quit your job and just stay home with the kids. 
the only way as a man you should do that is if that's what you really want, is if that's what you feel you should do. Not do it just to please her or so she doesn't get pissed off at you. And that's where a lot of guys make the mistake. They give up their careers. They move across the country. They do all these things that the women want, not because it's what they want to do, but they think, hey, they're being a good husband by sacrificing their business or their careers to make her happy. And then they do all the things that she says she wants. And she's not only still not happy, but she's even more pissed off. And what she's pissed off about is the fact that you don't feel strong enough to stand up to her and have a spine to stand up for yourself and what you want and what you believe in. The idea is like when you're in a, any kind of relationship, not just an intimate relationship, whether it's a business partnership or a friendship, it's about meeting each other's needs. What does she need to be happy? And finding a way that both of you together can meet that as well as your own needs. What do you need to be happy? Because when you act like a pleaser, that's not attractive either. Even though you're doing what she says she wants, it's going to piss her off. She was okay for the first year and then she started asking me to go to the sandbox again. I've tried but I could not make it. I started a car washing business and it did pretty well but she was not happy. She wanted more. Our sex life was always great and I had no problems with women. I could talk to Amazon beasts that no other guy would because I did not care to fuck them anyhow. I love my wife and we had a good sex life. I noticed since the beginning that she does not easily say I love you, cuddle or show emotion but I took it for granted and she was not jealous or holding me down and when I initiated sex she would always be happy and satisfied. We never had fights before. Well, you were definitely doing what you felt was right before and if you notice, he didn't start running into trouble until you started doing things to pacify her or to please her because she said it's what she wanted. The idea is to focus on giving her the support and the love and help her create an interesting life full of friends and family and people that make her happy as well. Instead of figure, thinking to yourself, okay, I got to sacrifice everything that's me and who I am and become what she says she wants for me because I think that'll make her happy. It's the wrong fucking thing to do. We were very connected, but I have seen her a couple of times very angry and acting loony, which told me she's holding back her anger. Well, that tells me it doesn't sound like you've done a good job of opening her up and getting her to talk about things. My job was to teach and lead people since I was 19. I had no problem dealing with males and if shit hit the fan, I was the one to organize folks and unplug the fan when everybody acted lost and those were some serious life-threatening situations. Well, you're obviously a leader. You're obviously an alpha male. But if you lose touch with that and you become a beta male because you're trying to please her, you're no longer that same dude who's certain and comfortable within his skin that she fell in love with and married. However, I usually had problems claiming the top of the hill because I have learned early that it is very windy up there and it is better to be lower down the chain to have less drama. My bad. Well, I definitely – that's not the right kind of mindset to have. You know, it's, you know, it's As I say, it's lonely at the top because most people don't make it there. Most people give up and they're settling. Or they run into some drama or some difficulty or some challenges. Obviously, in this case, you were having difficult marriage problems. 
And you're like, oh, wow, this really ain't worth it. Let me just shrink a little bit back into my little box and maybe all this bullshit will go away. I could lead but could also serve if the boss was right. I've been through two wars and I have no fear of authority. Two years ago, she came home for R&R and started acting unhappy, wanted more from life, wanted to move to the US and whatnot. Well, the only way you should move to the US or anywhere for that matter is if it's what you want. The idea is to find out why is it that you're not happy? What do you need? What do you feel that you're lacking? And get her to talk about that and get her to open up and express herself. Because guys typically make a lot of assumptions in these situations. She even wanted to get a gun license as I have one. I have tried to reason with her. In other words, you tried to win the argument. It's a bad way to go, dude. But I have noticed that I could not influence her opinion anymore, which was not the case before. She did not want to settle down for less than normal money and started to force me to do whatever to get money, literally anything, if it needs, if it means stealing. Well, come on, man. You should know better than that. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with her? She lost all humanity and moral values. Well, that'll happen when you go – that's difficult. You know, That influences a lot of guys when they go off to war and they see all this horrible death and destruction around them and they come back and they're like – are we just a bunch of fucking mindless meat sacks running around? Is that it? Is that all? You know, if people don't have a strong moral compass and a strong worldview and they go over to these situations, it makes them question everything they know. And a lot of men and women that come back with PTSD and they have a real difficult time dealing with it. I did not want to say that and acted like a stunned idiot, but this whole time we traveled, spent like crazy, and the kids had all the toys they asked for. She was under lots of stress, I know. I've been there, done it myself, and I'm being sorry for her. I forgot about my needs. Then we stopped having sex and she would really hurt me, wishing I was dead, did not respect me or my parents anymore, told me I was not earning enough money and forgot that I bought all our stuff and paid for all travels around the world. Sadly, I'm a gentleman and did not hurt her back to really live in the present moment, as you said. She wanted me to be the provider and told me to get a better job and then we will talk. No love or no emotions. Well, it sounds like at that point she pretty much checked out of the relationship. And you got to remember the only way you can work out any relation, for those of you that want to get an ex back, the only way you can get an ex back or salvage any relationship or friendship is if the other person participates. You can't force the wet noodle. You can't force somebody to do something they've already made up their mind they're not interested in doing. I was confused and lost. Finally, I opened a PlayStation lounge and cafe working 20 hours a day to refocus but I have lost all will to get back together with her because it felt like life under blackmail. So it sounds like you took a lot of your needs, your wants and your desires and you sacrificed all of them in order to make her happy and all you've done is make yourself miserable in the process. You need to get refocused on your purpose and your mission and doing something for a living that you love and you enjoy and that you have a passion for and it gives you great satisfaction. So the worst thing you can do is sacrifice who you are in order to try to make her happy because obviously you've done that for the last several years and it's gotten you nowhere except she's more pissed off and sounds like she's not even making an effort to make things work now. 
Now she's turned to religion, learning Arabic and whatnot, and I'm religious too, but all that talk about earning money over dead bodies turned me off, and I just don't trust her judgment. It definitely sounds like she may be suffering from some PTSD, and probably some therapy and some counseling would be good for her. I did not have sex with her outside of the marriage for 17 months. So now you've gone a year and a half almost with no sex at all basically. So your needs aren't getting met. You've changed your life around to please her and where's it gotten you? You've made yourself miserable. I feel like shit and I lost so much in this relationship. People were jealous of us before. I mean can you see now it's like guys get into similar situations and and things evolve, things change and they feel trapped. They don't feel like they have any other options. They're afraid to leave, afraid to stay, afraid things won't work out. And it's like so many people in this world get into these kinds of situations in life. They just say, hey, we're staying in it for the kids and yet they're miserable. There's, there's no, it's a loveless, sexless marriage at this point. They're basically roommates now. I'm 6'2", 194 pounds, good looking. I'm working out, running and dressing to impress and she gained weight, not too much but she does not put – makeup on or comb her hair properly well that tells me she doesn't sound sexy she's not in her feminine she's more in her masculine and that's what happens it's like you guys have kind of lost yourselves in this relationship she never liked to dress sexy she's almost not smiling at all which was her best feature when i was her man i made her laugh all the time and she even told me that she has nobody in her life but it would be great if i left them for good I was like, hold on, girl. We need to slow down and talk like we are adults with kids. She didn't want to talk. Well, there's not a lot you can do at this point if she doesn't want to talk and work things out. Because sticking around hoping things are going to change, I mean, both of you bring something that a value to the table. And when you love and you value yourself and the other person is not making an effort, you got to think about yourself and making yourself happy in the example that you're setting for your children because all you're doing is teaching your children a dysfunctional relationship to go out and emulate at this point. I have turned the page, gotten my head out of the sand and started to think of my needs and my life. Then I talked to other ladies just to check my alpha status and have had great responses from women younger and my age. So now he's like, I got some options here. They are very interested but I am hesitant as I am married. Since I did not resolve my situation, I have to end these encounters while in shallow waters and I feel like shit after that because I burst their bubble. I've still got it but I feel something is missing. I really don't know what to do. I feel like my kids are shocked to see this change in our behavior. Well, you need to get back to taking care of you and at this point, if your wife is refusing to talk and work things out, I mean there's really no point in staying married. You got you got to tell her I love you and I want to work things out, but all you tell me is that you don't want to talk about it and you don't want to work things out. And if you don't want to make the effort, then, you know, it takes mutual effort from both of us. And if you've already given up and you don't want to work it out, then it's time for us to get divorced and we go our separate ways. So are you in or are you out? Do you want to work it out or do you not want to work it out? I'll make the effort, but you got to make the effort too. And you got to tell her what you expect to see from her. You want to see her taking care of herself. You want to see her putting makeup on and taking herself and making herself attractive, being sweet and talking and opening up. Refusing to do that, being nasty and mean to you, that's just not going to fucking work. I mean that's the bottom line. I'm trying to teach them what you preach while I can so they don't end up in beta male world. 
She's trying to teach them to be women slaves as I was supposed to be. So you can see he's waking up and starting to take his power back. I will stop typing. It's way too long as I was trying to give you enough info so you can tell me what to do next. So like I said, you got to focus on you and I would just sit down with her and tell her what you want, what you expect and ask her, are you willing to make the effort? Are you going to meet me halfway? Are you going to work on our relationship or not? And if she's not, then great. We need to go our separate ways and figure out how you're going to part and go your separate ways and then do it because it's not healthy for you. It's not healthy for her and it's certainly not healthy for your children. What The best thing you can do for your kids is to take care of you, to take care of yourself, to get refocused on your mission and your purpose in life and get involved. And if she's not going to meet you halfway and work on your marriage, then it really doesn't matter because you can't force them to do something they don't want to do. And so if she doesn't want to work in the marriage and it's over, then you need to move on your life and these opportunities that you're encountering with other women – you need to start taking advantage of those. You got to make yourself happy because if you make yourself happy, you're focused on your mission, your purpose and you're taking care of what you need to be taken care of, you can be the father that your kids need you to be. They, they need you to be the alpha male leader that you are and that you have been and not this beta male pleaser that you became over the course of your relationship. And now that you've got my book and my videos, you can apply it because you have options. And obviously you're already seeing that women are paying attention to you but you're kind of nipping in the bud because you're still putting your personal life on hold because of this marriage situation. But like I said, everything I've read here, I don't see anything about your wife wanting to work it out or make any effort. So I would just talk to her, see where she's at. If she's not willing to do it, it's like she needs to move out then. So let's go through the second guy's email. He says, hi, Coach Corey Wayne. I'm a big fan of your work and I've been reading your book for the fourth time. And every time I read it, I'm like, how did I miss that before? I say that in a book. It's like – because remember, as human beings, when we read something, we hear something or we watch something, we're only going to retain about 8 to 10 percent of it. And that's why you can read a 260, 70-page book like mine and go back through it on your fourth time and go, how did I fucking miss that? It's just the way we learn. It would be nice if we all had photographic memories but most of us don't. I certainly don't. I've cleaned up my years of beta behavior and I still have a long way to go and like you say, read my book at least 10 to 15 times. I wanted to share a small success story as a result of following your advice and reading your book which I purchased. I was recently out with a group of friends at a sports bar hanging out, playing pool and other games, just having fun. I've read your body language tips and maintain an awareness of demonstrating alpha body posture. Well, there's a there's a video I did, God, probably three four years ago called Body Language That Attracts Women, and that's obviously what he's referring to. But I mean, it really works. There's also, if you're into the bars and a nightclub scene and you like doing those kinds of things, there's an article I did how to get women to approach you first. You can Google Corey Wayne, how to get women to approach you first and you'll be able to find that. Even if, if you're just – like if this is the first video that you're watching of mine, watch the body language that attracts women video and then read the article that I did, how to get women to approach you first and then go out and apply that. You'll be amazed. I've gotten so many emails over the years that guys that just started following my work did those two things, watched the video and read that article 
and they were fucking absolutely shocked. It's like literally night and day lit difference in how women respond. It's like flipping on a light switch. So you can see as I go through the rest of his email what he actually did and how well it worked. He says, for the record, I'm in my 50s but I look much younger and I stay in exceptional shape. As I'm standing there with my shoulders back, my drink at my side, you know the drill. I hear a female voice in my right ear say, cute. It didn't register for a few seconds as she was passing behind me with a group of friends. I looked to my left wondering if I had heard her correctly. I see this cute young girl looking back over her shoulder about 25 to 30 years younger than I am. That's when I said, hey, come back here. When she comes back over, you can say something along the lines of, you know, you at least got to take me out and buy me dinner, wine me, dine me, buy me flowers before you start grabbing my ass. What's your name? Or you can say, you know, if you're going to grab my ass, I'd prefer if you at least kiss me first. So I at least know you're a good kisser before you grab my ass. When you're out at a bar or a nightclub and things like that happen, I mean, those are the kind of fun. I mean, this girl grabbed your ass. Be playful. It's an invitation. She's touching you to see how you react. Now, the average guy, when that happens, they're like, what do I do? Do I ask her to marry me? <laughs> Start thinking all kinds of things that just get in the way of having fun. And give me this look to let me know she was talking to me. She was with a group of guys and girlfriends, and I'm assuming you don't go chasing after her. Well, that's why I said wave her back over. You're like, hey, hey, I'm not a piece of meat. You need to come over here and at least introduce yourself. But it doesn't end there. An hour later, standing, talking with a female friend of mine and with the same body language, of course, I get slapped in the butt by one of these three females on their way out the door. Isn't that interesting? So it's like when these kinds of things start happening to guys, when you start applying some of the things in my book and you've always kind of felt like you never got the kind of quality woman that you wanted – and you go out and you apply just a few things that you learn and this starts to happen. I mean think about it. This guy's in his 50s and he's got women basically half his age grabbing his ass. That's going to make you feel good. That's going to build your confidence. That's going to build your self-esteem. You're going to be like, I got it. Because you're giving off a vibe that's completely different than pretty much 99% of the guys that women are going to encounter when they're out in public. That's why you really don't have any competition. Because at the end of the day, women, they're the ones that do the choosing. You may pick who you like but women choose who they want to date and sleep with. That's the reality. And when you exhibit the body language, the physiology and you're having a good time, it's just women put themselves in your orbit and they let them know. Sometimes women when you're out or maybe just you're at a friend's party. They come over and they're talking to you and they just start bumping into you accidentally. There's no accident. Or they start playing with their hair in front of you. And what's amazing is women don't even realize when they start playing with their hair. It's just – it's something naturally, instinctively that they start doing. They were probably 15 to 20 years younger. I know, I know, a little too old but what the heck? Dude, as they say – what's the old saying? Women get wrinkles, men get character lines. A, a woman is, is as old as – this is terrible and – Ladies are as – what do they say? Ladies are as old as they look but men are only as old as the women that they feel. I know that's horrible. It's sexist but it's just a joke. Don't take it personally. 
This is all a result of your work because there's no way anyone is getting that kind of reaction holding their drink up by their chest with their shoulders slumped. Yeah, that's somebody slumped over like that. They're, they're not proud of themselves. When you walk with your chest out and your arms down at your side and you got a friendly smile on your face and you make eye contact and you're the last person to look away, that's what dominant males and females do. People that have confidence do that. Confidence is very sexy to both men and women. You can tell a lot about other people just by making eye contact and watching their body language and their physiology and how they carry themselves. Like if you're in a sales negotiation or you're doing a job interview and you read that and somebody who's interviewing you, it works – you're negotiating. I mean it works to your advantage. You can literally see the weakness in the other person's body. At any rate, I just wanted to say thanks for not being full of crap like every other coach out there on the web who promises to give you advice that makes you read five minutes of garbage and asks you to buy a program to get what they promise for free. Well, that's a marketing ploy. That's what they do. They give you a little bit of info to get you interested and like, well, you, here, you got to pay the $3,000 to get whatever it happens to be. That's why I give all my best stuff away for free so people can examine it for themselves and go, wow, this shit really works. And that's because I know that my stuff works. And so if people go and they apply it, they're like, damn, this shit works. And they come back. They buy the book or they make a donation or they book a phone or phone session or they book email coaching with me. Most people can't do that because they really don't have much to offer. You're all content, no bullshit and no sifting through page after page to find one nugget of information. When I'm ready to take it to the next level, I'll be in touch for some one-on-one -on -one coaching. Thanks, bro. Well, thank you. I mean, it's just a simple success story. One night applying a few things that he learned from me and he's starting to see that, wow, there's a whole other world out there. Look at all these choices that I have. You can go out every night of the week if you want and experience these kinds of things. You know, Especially if you're stinging from a recent breakup and you're missing that person that you're with. You go out and you have women that are 15, 20, 30 years younger and you grabbing your fucking ass like that. That's really great for boosting your confidence and that helps you. The quickest way to get over a breakup is to find somebody better and doing what this guy is doing, it's like that's how it happens because you could be totally broken hearted over somebody and just be living your life and then you see a woman that just fucking takes your breath away and you forget about whoever it was that you were thinking about or feeling sad about only seconds before because you're totally enchanted with this new person that you've met. Do the work on yourself and you will get there. If you apply the things that I teach, you will see that they work for you. There's another guy. Just applied a few things. I mean that's that's pretty awesome. It's a small success but baby steps, inch by inch, millimeter by millimeter. Just try to get a little better each and every day. That is the goal. So if you'd like to get my help personally, go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen on any page of my website and just follow the instructions for booking. Click the products tab and follow the instructions for booking whichever coaching option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon.